coming at you from the decentralized earth. You're listening to Christo on Crypto. Hello and welcome to another episode of Christo on Crypto. Today's podcast is sponsored by BitXMe.com and Reset and Retreat. BitXMe is a Singapore-based exchange. They're launching a revolutionary new platform for users to be able to trade with the utmost ease and have advanced instruments in 14 different languages. Reset and Retreat is a crypto holiday, but it's for those that are a little bit too tired of being on the markets all day long. Seriously, no phones, no internet, no technology. No, it's not run by Luddites, but it's certain to get you in the zone, uh, or should I say, in the zen. Thanks to our sponsors, and make sure to check them out. The links are in the description. Today's episode focuses on use cases within the blockchain space. Now, we've talked a lot about projects and what we can expect from them in the future. However, it's nice to be able to see actual solutions to real-life problems being solved by the blockchain. And that's exactly what Artea is doing. We spoke to Philippe Gelman, the CEO, about how 40% of all the art in the market is potentially a forgery, and what Artea is doing about that. We also talked a little bit about why galleries are very expensive and how much it costs just to sell a piece of art. The P2P market offers a much greater reduction but does it offer the same service? The difficulties of running a token on ERC-20. How does speculation affect a business which requires users to purchase a Ethereum-based token? Thank you so much to all the listeners. We really appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can be kept up to date with the latest episodes. We've got some really great interviews coming up for you in the next few weeks, and uh, you definitely don't want to miss them. Thanks again to my sponsors, and please enjoy the interview. Philippe Gelman, co-founder and the chief operating officer of Artea. How are you? Fine, thank you. and uh, Thank you very much for inviting me to this very interesting podcast. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, I'm very interested, actually, personally, in the art market. And uh, I'll let you explain more about what you do. It's an art cataloging system based on the blockchain. Tell us more. So uh, I come mainly from the, the finance universe. I've mm-hmm. been uh, mainly on retail side. And I created in France the first online broker at the start of Internet in uh, 96. So it's quite a long time ago. Wow. Uh, and I always, uh, since my 24 years uh, collected art uh, modestly at the start and of course uh, it accelerates with age and uh, sometimes more financial means mm-hmm. uh, and couldn't find on the market any uh, good cataloging system enabling me to really uh, have a single entry point for all my art pieces and then be able to of course manage insurance issues uh, storage issues but also uh, showcase my art pieces or share with uh, uh, any kind of advisor or collector, uh, the art pieces I need. So we really created a, a cataloging platform made for collectors by collectors. And since the start of the project, my idea was also to onboard big families 
uh, to become investors and ambassadors and I had the chance to convince Tetanger family from the Champagne brand mm -hmm. which has a, a very nice art collection mm -hmm. of course and also Marion family founder of Orpea which is uh, the world leaders uh, retirement houses listed French company uh, amazing collection also so we really created since the start a very specific system uh, mainly with uh, security issues confidentiality of the data which is one of the main concerns for our collectors and a lot of very nice uh, uh, features like a financial dashboard mm -hmm. that also enables you to follow all your capital gain uh, uh, every year mm -hmm. and uh, uh, of course uh, art is becoming more and more in financial asset and there are very few tools and enable to uh, uh, share this. It's interesting because from my limited understanding of the market, uh, I know that privacy is something that a lot of users want. And of course, um, this is a wider question in crypto at the moment. How do you ensure the privacy of a blockchain and maintain that uh, autonomy for users who are partaking? Now, in the art case, um, tell us a little bit about how you can ensure that if someone wants to remain private, someone who employs things like blockchain intelligence or has a look at the blockchain itself and may be able to connect a piece of art, for example, where it's being delivered in an art market or an auction, how they can ensure that the buyer stays anonymous if they want to do so. So today in our uh, running platform for cataloging, we don't use blockchain for all the storage issues or linking all the, the, the art pieces to all what is related to the art piece. Um, we are using blockchain for a main issue which is provenance because uh, you know uh, one of the main problem of the art market is about forgery and uh, the authenticity of art pieces on some artists it is said that more than 40% or 50% of the art pieces in circulation are fake wow. uh, so uh, the provenance is probably one of the main areas where, where blockchain is really accurate mm -hmm. uh, because once you have encoded in the blockchain the provenance data uh, and we have different ways of doing it. Uh, you have a much more uh, transparency uh, see about the art pieces and uh, where it goes uh, uh, from one point to another. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, our first idea first is to offer the platform to art living artists because there is no better way than the living artist himself mm -hmm. to encode in the blockchain the data of his art pieces. So, so what uh, is that specifically? The living artist has to do what to sign his the, piece the, 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 the living artist uses our platform to create his catalogue raisonné mm -hmm. on a continuous flow basis mm -hmm. uh, and he can anchor in the blockchain the data of his art pieces and give him uh, an inalterate uh, uh, seal for a uh, uh, century for example oh, okay. uh, and with this uh, uh, you can uh, say that this art piece is re has really been made by this artist and then we have another way of anchoring in the blockchain data for artists with a major estates for uh, important artists or a, a specialized company in what we call catalogue raisonné business uh, which is a very specific uh, business we are uh, uh, we make a joint venture with one of the the art institutions on the french market for example editing the catalogue raisonné of picasso which is one of the major artists of the 20th century but the catalogue raisonné of picasso today called the zervos is like uh, 36 books uh, with black and white uh, pictures. Uh, you have uh, 16,000 art pieces in the Zervos, but it's not very easy if you want to check uh, if an art piece is inside. So we can bring, of course, the digital world to all these very uh, uh, ancient practices to make it much more accurate and, of course, much more transparent also. Mm -hmm. 
I'm interested to know, what are the details of the blockchain itself? Are you running on uh, your own chain or are you uh, based on the Ethereum platform? Tell us a little bit more. So, uh, um, we, we start uh, with our ICO running up and officially announced on the 1st of April mm -hmm. on a, a public blockchain, okay. uh, ERC20 Ethereum uh, based, uh, in order to make it really uh, uh, easy to start and much more efficient. But with the means uh, of the ICO and the proceed, I think we will develop our private blockchain. Uh, first, in order to lower the gas issues, because uh, anchoring a lot of data on the blockchain costs sometimes a lot of money and uh, it can become uh, quickly uh, very uh, expensive. And Absolutely. we want our business model to be very affordable. So of course, on a private blockchain, uh, this becomes less an issue. And also, uh, we need to have uh, uh, specific nodes of people validating also the data or moderating some kind of data. So uh, uh, we will uh, uh, go on a private blockchain after the ICO. Now, explaining this concept to me, someone in the crypto and blockchain space, uh, it sounds relevant. Now, how do you translate this idea to someone that's in the art market, old money, so to speak, someone that doesn't have that much knowledge about even computers and technology? How do you actually sell them this idea? One of the main concerns of the art market, besides the provenance issue I spoke about, is a, a problem of liquidity and efficiency on the secondary market. Um, if you have a Picasso, a Basquiat or Warhol, you have no liquidity problem. Any big auction house in the world will take your Picasso, will give you a guarantee price, mm -hmm. uh, and you will sell it. Mm -hmm. uh, but for secondary artists, it's absolutely not the case. Uh, uh, Art Price, which compiles data for uh, um, auctions, launched a few months ago an index called Art Price 100. It's an, an index with the, the first 100 artists in the world. You know, they concentrate 78% of the auctions which means you have tens of thousands of artists with no liquidity on the art market. Mm. But they have their part in history, they have a value, but it's very difficult to sell. And beside this, the art market is the only market where the digital didn't bring the margin of intermediaries down. When you sell an art piece through an auction house, you can negotiate between 5 to 15% fees. And when you buy, it's 30% fees. Wow. So you have nearly 40 to 50% of the art piece that goes into uh, commissions of intermediaries, mm. which is crazy. Mm. So we really believe with the blockchain technology and smart contract, we can give more efficiency and liquidity, enabling peer-to-peer -peer transactions from collectors to collectors, not going through big intermediaries and with a very small commission. So our marketplace will be dedicated to give more liquidity mm. uh, to the secondary market and also to be able to give to the artists the possibility to sell directly the art pieces to collectors because again with the art galleries they take around 50% of the art piece uh, in price so if some artist wants to be able to sell directly this will be enabled and we want also to bridge the gap uh, between crypto holders which are usually not uh, uh, art collectors because they are much more younger and mm -hmm. to collect you need to have more financial means but we want to be the marketplace of reference where you can buy art with crypto. Mm. Uh, because it's still very hard sometimes to re-enter the real world with crypto. It's difficult to buy real estate, some, it's too much regulated, uh, but you can buy art. Uh, if the seller is willing to uh, take the risk on the volatility on Bitcoin or Ethereum, uh, I would be very glad, and I know a lot of collectors that would be glad to sell very nice art pieces against crypto. So and we will enable this. The intermediaries take 40 or 50%, but to some extent that's because they're trusted and they're known. 
like you might have an art gallery that hosts a function that invites a potential buyers or hosts mm-hmm. just a general cultural event and might have a, a feature of several of the well-known artists. Now, if you're doing it P2P and you don't have that intermediary, yes, you don't have the fees, but surely you also don't have the benefits of, of having an event, um, you know, having a caterer coming in, making the buyer feel like they can see and feel yeah. the art. How do you address that? That's a very good point. But uh, what you also need to know is that first, when you go through auction houses, sometimes there are a lot of mistakes and you can also buy <coughs> fakes. You have a lot of problems. It's not 100% secure. Even right. if you have, and the guarantee doesn't apply uh, in all the countries with the same regulation. And as the seller, you take all the risk. Because if you don't sell, and the, the rate of unsell pieces in auction is around 36 to 38%. So it means that uh, when you don't sell it, you have to put it back to the storage or discount your art piece to sell it again. And you have a new risk that now you have in some countries more than 40% of uh, people who don't pay the, the auction. Oh, so and okay. it's again the same problem you need to put back. So the seller take all the risk. This is the first point. And then uh, we will provide with our platform a full KYC check with facial recognition before being able to access the marketplace. We've also a check of the address. Um, so this will prevent any kind of fraud uh, uh, and people that only access to our platform with a full KYC check uh, and ID check will be able to sell art pieces. And to sell art pieces, they will be also, um, they will need to, uh, uh, block a certain amount of token which uh, makes our uh, commission on the trade so it will also prevent a lot of but we can't prevent all kind of frauds but i think it will uh, really help to go through also a secure process through uh, the, our smart contract talk to us about how you increase adoption uh, for your particular product are you approaching galleries directly and saying we'll help you do this in terms of the seller side of things or are you trying to you're creating a p2p marketplace so are you approaching artists directly or potential customers so we have a direct strategy of onboarding collectors first and we are onboarding every week new collectors we already have in a few months uh, after the launch uh, like 50,000 art pieces and tens of collectors with very big collections mm-hmm. uh, this is on the b2c side but we have also a B2B2C approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will announce in a few weeks uh, uh, a major deal with the leader of uh, art insurance in Belgium. Um, they will provide all the uh, insurance data to all their customers through our platform. So it will onboard, of course, a lot of uh, clients. We are also speaking with uh, uh, private bankers, family offices, because they need a platform that makes the link mm-hmm. between the collector uh, and their uh, team of asset manager or wealth manager because art has become more and more an asset class since 10 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. And you have all the issues about insurance, about storage, about shipping, uh, about also sharing because when you want to make your collection live more and gain value, you need to lend art pieces for exhibition, for example. And also here, here blockchain is also very accurate. Mm. How does the storage solution work though? Do you offer any custodialship there? So we, we uh, don't uh, take into account directly the shipping issues mm-hmm. or the storage issues, but we will offer third-party services that are specialized in any kind of area. If you need an appraisal to be sure that this art piece is uh, a good one, we will provide you this kind of services. If you need a shipping company mm-hmm. to ship your art pieces, we will provide with an API. We are working with people that are able to quote a shipping in any kind of countries for your art piece instantly. 
uh, we will provide all these kind of services around our marketplace. Mm -hmm. You have plans to go onto a private blockchain. So we, we are insured on our all business cases mm -hmm. uh, with a very big uh, insurance company. But um, of course, I think a any system can be uh, violated and it would be very... Yeah. Uh, and it's an it's a, it's a immature uh, market uh, as yeah. well. So, so. Uh, but uh, I think since the creation of the company, one of the main concerns of our shareholders that are big families was about security and confidentiality of the data. Mm -hmm. uh, so we build all our platform, cataloging platform, with a very specific uh, backend and uh, architecture uh, solutions, mm -hmm. where, for example, uh, each collector has his own encrypted database. There is not one database with all the data, which also make it much more difficult for hackers uh, to get all the information. Um, and uh, we have a, a, a level of security, which is uh, at the best standard, like the banking system with mm -hmm. a two-factor authentication. And the company, for example, absolutely don't have access to the data of our clients. Right. Uh, the collector only decides to share or not part of his collections. Uh, and we also enable people to delegate rights to give uh, a specific access to a specific uh, information, for example, not the storage mm -hmm. or not the price of acquisition or not mm -hmm. the financial uh, figures. Um, so, uh, after this, uh, of course, uh, uh, giving more liquidity and transparency to the art market and mainly using blockchain for the provenance mm -hmm. is also uh, giving transparency. So everybody will be able to read the smart contract. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody will be able to know the provenance or if something has changed, uh, at least you know it. Because, you know, the art market uh, has also a problem with very old practices where, for example, for many years, uh, someone tries to... Uh, uh, validate that this is a real painting from Picasso yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you, the, 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 the estate says no it's not and we are not including it in the catalogue raisonné and of course you can't sell it uh, but 10 years after we don't know why the art piece become official and of course devalue it so with the blockchain we can see all this and we can trace it so of course it opens problems of uh, transparency and a possibility of attacks but um, I think it's much more relevant for the market to have more transparency. Once you raise that capital, one of the issues that a lot of companies in the blockchain space face today is the rampant speculation that takes place. Because of course, whilst you're creating a uh, token for a specific use case and people will stake that token for various functionalities within your business, there are also people that are going to be speculating on the price of token because the decentralized nature of this market means that people can go on, you know, Binance, for example, or Bittrex or any of the other exchanges and start speculating on the price and uh, bots will come on and move the, the prices up and down. So I'll ask you two questions. A, how do you make sure that the price speculation and the price volatility doesn't affect your clients? And B, is that a good or bad thing for your business? So uh, with my financial background, mainly based on retail, uh, it was very important since the start when we were thinking about doing an ICO uh, of the liquidity of the token. Mm -hmm. uh, because I want my potential investors uh, to be able to capitalize on the growth of our ecosystem. And also, uh, I believe the price of our token will evolve regarding uh, the more usage of our platform. And also with the, all the news flow coming, uh, it should reflect this. 
Uh, but you can't prevent speculation, of course, and we know that with uh, decentralized exchanges or uh, big investors that want to dump because you mm. have a, a, a high speculation on your token, uh, of course, you have market makers and can make it more smoothly. Mm -hmm. uh, you can have uh, different ex ex exchanges in order to uh, uh, make the prices uh, variations less, and we will have at least, I believe, three or four exchanges for this, uh, but you can't prevent everything. Uh, on the uh, the end, all our users were also uh, be, will be also able to pay in fiat, of course, all mm -hmm. the services, and the token will be used in our five use cases. Uh, really, um, uh, the, the value I think will not uh, be too much volatile, and we want really to capitalize on the long run for our project. So. Uh, uh, we can't prevent speculation for sure. Uh, I think if tokens uh, go very high, it's good for the people that were the, also the early buyers. Mm. Uh, but we will try to make all our best for the liquidity uh, of the token. What are you looking most forward to for the rest of this year in terms of the token and for yourself personally? First, uh, when you are in the middle of the river, you want to finish to cross it. So uh, we just started our ICO and uh, we want to succeed to have the financial means because uh, we are on an international market. Mm -hmm. uh, we already have collectors in Asia, in United States, of course in Europe, uh, but we need financial means to develop the platform um, and also to promote it. Uh, and I think we can really bring something very new to the art market and all the problems we described. So uh, first stage and a very important milestone for us is, of course, to succeed in our ICO, which has not been very easy since for five months. Uh, I think it's better now with the crypto market stabilized and uh, people are much more selective on project. Uh, I think we are a very serious project because we have strong investors. We already have a proof of technical delivery. We have an up and running pl uh, cataloging platform. Uh, all our use cases are already working on an MVP uh, we were a token, so mm -hmm. we will not deliver in two years, three years. Uh, as soon as uh, the token buyers will get the token, they will be able to use it on our platform in all the use cases described. And of course, <coughs> new use cases, of course, will come with the, the time after we, we get the proceed of the ICO. So uh, I think for the year coming, this is really uh, our best wish. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Wish you the best with the token sale. Thank you. That's very nice. Thank you, Philippe Gelman. Cheers. Thank you. That was the interview, guys. And thank you so much to my guest, Philippe Gelman of Artea. Details in the description, as always. We've got some great guests coming up. Tone Vase, the man himself, is on next week. So be sure to tune in for that. Uh, and uh, also a couple of big surprises coming on uh, in the next couple of weeks. So uh, not to imitate Justin Sun, hint, hint, but uh, I am making an announcement of an announcement that someone big is going to be on the week after next. So tune in next week to hear the announcement at that time. If this has confused you, then uh, you need to hang around on crypto Twitter a bit more. We'll be breaking down that uh, Justin Sun plus seven with uh, Warren Buffett. That should be... Uh, an interesting lunch um, and be sure to tune in next week because Tone Vase is on Crystal on Crypto.